0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's
1: way to hire.
0: Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this
2: thought, you know, overall, our pitching was pretty good. Um, Cody Cody threw the ball good, threw, threw a lot of strikes. I think he was up to 50 pitches somewhere in there. We could have left him in, but we just felt like if we left him in much longer, he wouldn't be able to pitch probably till game three, which is Saturday. And, you know, if we didn't play till Friday, we might have left him another inning or two. But, you know, he threw good enough to, to gain, I think, he gained some confidence. We gained confidence in him, and that That was good to see. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin.
3: We won't go on the shell. We won't go in attack
0: mode. Because that's what's required. On a 1037, the buzz.
4: With my boobay, tastes like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a wealthy girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good. Don't you say that it on my taste bluffs? I can't wait too bet he you let me do the extra. Pull up for your black and break it down. We playing a trust. AM to the BM. If I quit your beam, I still rock Mercedes funk. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk. My last stroke just went viral. Right Two
5: hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon it's been a great wide open wednesday gonna have Connor regara saturday down south joining us here in just a little bit uh but before we get to him though let's go and try to squeeze in jk and fairfield bay has been patiently holding what's up jk hey
6: guys great show uh, i got a question with all this nil thing going on we know what the coaches make we know what the presidents make don't you think there needs to be a cutoff point where we know all these multi-million dollar n-i deals or whatever can't there be some kind of a a disclosure on what these players make because they really are working for the Arkansas Razorbacks and I'll hang up and listen
1: It, it would be different if they had a salary and that's something that you can report because you know exactly what the coaches are making but these players, they have NIL deals that are coming in at different times. So each time they get a deal, are they supposed to report that to say, add this to the mix, and and this is what they're making? It, it's it's still in that sense would be kind of hard to track overall. Well, and on top of that too, they don't they're not the NIL is not via
5: the U of A. Like the U of A is not collecting the money and then just you know del- delving it out. The NIL is a lot of businesses that are paying for services where they're being paid by these businesses, almost like an employee or almost like contract work, if you will. So normally when we know about coaches and uh, you know everybody involved, it, when a public university, it's because you can do via the FOI, the Freedom of Information Act, you can get that information because it is working for a public university. These people don't, these, these athletes don't work for the public university. It's uh, via private companies and, and everything like that. That's why we don't know. Uh, it'd be the same thing with any of our salaries. Like, none of our salaries, you can't just type it in. And said, I hope not. <laughs> just like, type it in and be like, oh, how much do these guys make? And then, boom, there it is, because we don't work for a public entity. It's 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 only when it's public that you are able to access that information via the Freedom of Information Act. So that's a big part of it. But uh, it's a good question, though, J.K. It's a good question. And I know uh, with that, though, with football and spring football, essentially, it's uh, still kind of going on. There's a few teams that... Are still walking through it. We know Arkansas concluded theirs this past weekend, and man, they're going to go 12 and 0 after watching the spring game. I'm ah, probably not, but that's what uh, some people want to get out of some sort of spring game like that. But it's just not going to happen. But either way, we know that Arkansas is a team that has to recuperate and get back and really make an increase in their wins and just be a better team overall next year. And KJ Jefferson is one of the biggest hopes that Razorback fans have of being able to take it to that next level but he does have a new offensive coordinator. Can it actually be better for KJ and everybody involved? Well, Connor O'Gara of Saturday Down South believes so, as he joins us now on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Had a great write-up dealing with this very issue about KJ and Enos and the connection that they will have. So let's go ahead and welcome him in. And Connor, I appreciate you joining us, man, as always. How you doing?
6: I'm doing well. I was actually just Googling John Neighbors' salary. I um, was trying to figure out if I could get some inside information on that. Uh, no no results just yet, so I think you're in
5: the clear. Yeah, well, keep trying, man. Keep trying. It won't be enough. It won't be a right number. It's always going to be lowballing it there, too. Uh, but, no, it, it's it's great, man, to obviously have you on. And uh, we know, again, spring football here in Arkansas has ended. But just talk to us about your, your write-up about K.J. Jefferson and Dan Enos because, this is something I think is not necessarily worrisome because Rod Razorback fans were tired of Kendall Bryles or looked forward to moving, having him move on. But then it's like you get Enos, who has been here before. He's gone to other places, but it, it's just a very interesting marriage that could come together. But you feel like you're convinced more than ever that it's exactly what's going to work out for KJ. Why is that the case?
6: I think at this stage of his career, it's what he needs. And I think it's what Arkansas needs as a whole. Last year, what do we talk about? When Arkansas had a less than 100% KJ Jefferson, it was a different team. And if you're going to preserve the the short and long-term health of KJ, which is the most important thing for Arkansas staying afloat in the SEC West, well, you need a scheme that's going to allow them to do that. And I, I think we forget... That even though the Kendall Biles scheme it, it yielded some great results and it allowed KJ to grow into the player that he is today, and he's not my number one quarterback in the SEC if not for some of the things that we saw him do in the Kendall Bryle's offense. But at the same time, I think we forget about how many hits he takes when he's not even the primary ball carrier, and he keep, and he's you know giving the ball up on the zone read. and those add up. KJ looks like a guy last year who was really banged up. And I don't know if anybody charts that out there. I'd I'd like to think somebody does. Maybe I'll have to talk to my buddies over at PFF and see if we can get that as a running stat. But KJ takes a lot of those hits. And you see even in the spring game, wait a minute, KJ's going to operate under center and be able to hand off the ball a little bit more traditionally. He said that, you know, he told the network crew, I'm actually starting to like going under center more than shotgun, which is a crazy thing for for K.J. To, to say, maybe part of that is because he doesn't have to take all those hits. So the zone reads, it's still going to be part of the offense. So what he knows he's going to try and do it? Be foolish if he didn't try and do that. But I, I just look at little things like that. I, I wonder, you know, given, you know, uh, when you complement that with what, what Danny knows has done with quarterbacks, Jalen Hurst, Talia Tungabailoa, I, I just wonder if that's going to yield the best possible version of K.J. at this stage of his career.
1: So by going under center, is this something that you think just develops his game even further? Further, where it, it gets them more prepared for the next level.
6: Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. You're going to have to do that to a certain extent. Now, you know, college and NFL systems, they're more synonymous th- than ever. But at the same time, you have to be able to read things in a different sort of way. And you're not going to operate at that same tempo in the NFL. And that's part of the reason why Sam Pittman it feels comfortable making this move now. And it's going to be interesting to see we have so often. In this, in this Arkansas offense under Kendall Bryles, the defense is reacting to what they're doing. And it's the defense who's making the last-minute substitution to get the right personnel on the field, to be able to, to make whatever sort of adjustments as you know as they see fitting. And instead, you're going to have some situations where KJ actually gets to, to survey the defense and kind of make up his mind based on that instead of post-snap, oh, what's the safety doing? Oh, what's the defense then doing? And I think that he's capable of doing that. Now, there are some things that he's going to have to continue to work on, he talked about that, you know, you got to get the footwork down. It, it's a different way to play the position. You're going to see the game differently. But I, I think that he's capable of, of taking that on and, and being a little bit more versatile offensively, I think is going to bode really well.
5: Well, and I think that's something that maybe people don't consider is we see changes at offensive coordinator positions all the time in major college football when the quarterbacks are retained. But a lot of times it may go with similar styles or try to keep at least the same uh, overall creativity in the same offense with a new guy but in this case it, it's not like going completely and totally different but there are pretty distinct differences I think that's maybe where people are like how is KJ going to handle going from Kendall Brawl's offense where he's been under there for three seasons long and it's really all he knows in college football to suddenly a seasoned veteran a guy who has a lot of uh, experience and talent being switching it up and being in this new offense like how how is he going to adjust to that and is it going to take a while for him to adjust to that
6: it could take a little bit. I mean, there could be some growing pains. There, there absolutely could be. And and Will Rogers is somebody that's going through something kind of similar with what they're doing transitioning from the Mike Leach air raid, which is truly one of one. I know air raid is something that's talked about a lot in football vernacular now, but the Mike Leach air raid, the high-volume passing, and the way that teams defend it, it is truly one of one. You know, Going from that scheme to what Kevin Barbay is going to run, a little bit more pro style. They're going to have a little bit of pistol incorporated to what they're doing. Uh, Mississippi State's out here actually using tight ends, these things that they haven't had in the 2020 decade. And you see two quarterbacks who are extremely experienced and have a bunch of reps against that competition, and you can say at this stage of their careers, okay, how are we going to be able to incorporate this and make you better to help us, to give us more versatility, maybe help you get to that next level, and maybe answer some of those questions. And I think that's what those two guys, Are going to be in position to do. They're they're probably going to be considered two of the top three quarterbacks in the SEC coming back this year, kind of depending on the way that things play out maybe in the portal. But I I think that it's going to be a fascinating question to to, to see those guys answer them. And even if it does come with a couple of those tough games early on, I do think that the results, again, if they're able to stick with it, it it could end up being the, the best possible result.
1: How does Dan Enos' track record of some of the quarterbacks he's worked with play into this?
6: I think it's, and I've been saying this for a while, I, I think it's really underrated what he did with Jalen Hurts in 2018. And I say it's underrated because he wasn't the offensive coordinator. He's not the primary play caller. Those duties were to Mike Loxley and, and Josh Gaddis. So depending on who you ask, I know those two got into a bit of a dispute about who was actually calling plays. Mike Loxley was the one who won the Broyles Award, so, the Broyles Award, so I'll defer to him. But Danny knows when he was Jalen Hurts' quarterback coach in 2018, you saw a different player that year. And it was being able to work with him on some of those things that we were just talking about, on the footwork, on seeing the field differently post-snap, and being able to understand the why and all those different things where, like, when Jalen Hurts was coming into those games in 2018, he was moving the chains with his arm in a way that he wasn't in the first two years of his career, where he had a lot of success. So you look at it from, from that standpoint, what he did there, and I think what he's done with Talia Tungvaluwa has gone largely under notice, I, I think nationally. I mean, the guy has set a bunch of records, a bunch of program records at Maryland, and he was somebody that had a lot of issues early in his career, kind of figuring out that that speed, being able to to read defense, not just defaulting to what he knew, despite the talent, despite obviously we know he's got some good bloodlines. But I I think that Danny knows his track record is going to bode really well, and I think that's why Sam Pittman made that call. He made that call. And, and put that that word in before Kendall Bryles even went to, to TCU, and he was doing that when he was flirting with Mississippi State. He did that for a reason, and I think having this on offensive vision in mind was was ultimately the goal.
5: So you have Connor Reguero of Saturday Down South here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. And, Connor, I know that this upcoming NFL draft, you're going to see quite a few SEC quarterbacks possibly taken in the first round. I think that there was a time where SEC quarterbacks were looked down upon for a period because it just seemed like they never developed guys and getting them to the next level. But when you're looking at the current state and looking at the current offenses across the entire SEC, are there particular teams with their offenses that are better built at developing guys, getting them ready for the NFL? Is there places that you look at to say, hey, if you want to be someone who takes it to the next level, go to this school under this offensive coordinator because that's the place you need to be?
6: Yeah, I don't know that there's any one specific school that you could say that because I think a lot of people look at Alabama and say, that well, that's the obvious one. Look at what they have in the NFL right now. If you want to claim Jalen Hurts for, for Alabama, that, that track record in recent memory looks even better. I think some of that will be, you know, maybe we'll be saying different things if we find out kind of how things go for Tua in the next two years. What does Mac Jones' future look like? Does Bryce Young kind of live up to the hype as the likely number one overall pick? Uh, But I think it's SEC-wide, though. We've seen an influx of these great offensive minds, and that has yielded better quarterback play in the 2020s. Think about this. In the entire 2010 decade, the SEC had three first-round quarterbacks. That's it. And you know all three of them. I mean, it's Cam Newton, it's Tim Tebow, it's Johnny Manziel. This year alone, the SEC might have four if Hennon Hooker comes off the board in the first round. No conference has ever had four quarterbacks taken in the first round. The only time we've ever seen three quarterbacks from one conference go in the first round was the Big 12 back in 2012. This is a historic draft for the SEC, and with different schemes and guys who are in very different situations, and even if it only ends up being those three with those questions about all three of those top guys, you know, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, I think we'll still look back on this period and say, wow, the the increase in quarterback talent and the passing game it's just gotten so much better in the SEC, and that's why we're seeing these results.
1: Looking at those four quarterbacks that we expect to go high in the NFL draft from the SEC, what's the upside in each one of those quarterbacks?
6: I think when, whenever it maddens me, whenever people talk about Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, their upside, because to me, I, I think that their upside is, is pretty limited by, the, by their accuracy at this stage of their careers. And, and what they have not been able to do at the Power 5 level. Now, I'll give Levis a little bit more of a pass because I think he had a really good stretch in the latter half of 2021. And I, I could point to different things that happened this past year and say, ah, he's healthy. I think it's a little bit different. And if they actually you know, had retained Liam Cohen, my doppelganger as their offensive coordinator, I think he looks different in that scheme. But you know, I still think that the questions with Anthony Richardson are just so extreme. Like, are we even sure this guy's good at football yet like are, are we truly sure that he is worth a first round pick at all because to me the track record of those guys and Michael Calabrese brought this up it's an interesting point how many guys have been kind of meh at the power five level who have been drafted in the first round who then went to be, become great quarterbacks I mean that that list is like Daniel Jones maybe and Daniel Jones is' are still you know jury's still kind of out about him so you know, it's really difficult to kind of figure out where in the world all of this love is going to. It, it, you know, where in this, where where in the world all this love needs to come from for those guys. And I understand, like you get them in a combine setting, a pro day setting. Like Anthony Richardson looks like Cam Newton, but I, I just think that's the laziest comparison of the world. It, it, it absolutely drives me nuts. I would take Bryce Young and have no issues whatsoever with him, the number one, and then everybody else. I'm kind of like, eh, I can poke holes and find a lot of issues with them.
5: Something we've discussed too, Connor, uh, is dealing with a transfer portal, which mainly we've talked about it with basketball because Arkansas basketball has been all about it. But even in football, uh, spring starts coming to an end. You start seeing guys enter into the portal. And I'm curious your thoughts on it. And I know basketball, football, different sports, different types of sets up. But when it comes to transfer quarterbacks, we've seen guys that have done it in college football. There's some guys that have come into SEC this year even uh, with Kentucky's quarterback, guys like that, that have transferred from major programs to be able to add to the mix. If you're a coach and you're looking at, you know, you need the quarterback position and you need to develop it or whatever, are you always going to lean maybe lean more towards the transfer portal because you say, hey, I know these guys can play college football, they've been established, I can get them in right now, they're older? Or do you feel like there's, there's need still needs to be a need on bringing in young players, developing them over two to three years, trying to keep them on campus, and once their time is ready, then they can go and get under center?
6: I think it depends who you are. But I will say, if I'm going after a quarterback, I'm not waiting until after spring. I'm making that decision in December. I want these guys on my campus, running my offense, getting those four months to be able to develop. Because if you actually look at the post-spring quarterback additions, you really can't find a lot that were good from the jump. Now, Joe Burrow is kind of the one that everybody's going to point to, but think back to who Joe Burrow was in 2018 before he exploded a year later. It's really difficult to kind of master that offense. If that's your plan, I would say, uh, man, you're really trying to shoot the moon here. That that is a difficult ask, and and it's really difficult when those guys aren't enrolled in spring. But you know, to a certain extent, like I I think there's a lot of merit to it. I look at what Kentucky's done with Will Levis, obviously coming over two years ago, and what they've recently done to get Devin Leary on board. I mean, Devin Leary's going to be 24 years old in September. This is a guy who's going to be a six-year senior. He was ACC preseason player of the year last year, and gets hurt in the middle of the season. You got a chance to go get that guy. Go get him, man! Like. You've got two guys that you saw on your own roster that you've tried to develop that did not look the part this past year. If you can go out and get a Power Five preseason conference player of the year or hope that you know the two guys you've had on your, in your program the last couple of years are going to like better, to me, that, that's an easy decision. I don't think there is kind of a catch-all, an obvious solution. Other programs like Alabama have really not had to go to the transfer portal because of the way that they've developed is another one where you're kind of like ah they've kind of been a bit more in-house despite the the JT Daniels, Jamie Newman stuff I guess that's a benefit transfer, transfer but you get what I'm saying here I I, I think that there's a, a different you know set of circumstances for each program and I think a lot of them have their merits but if you're gonna do it man do it do it when that window opens in December don't wait till after spring
1: so how does Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin do it where you get two quarterbacks to transfer in with a returning starter that was a starter for most of the season in Jackson Dart. Now you get Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard to transfer in.
6: Yeah. Lane's one-on-one. Uh, very <laughs> unique to be able to pull that off. When he when he, when he made the Walker Howard move, everybody's kind of like, all right, that, that, makes sense. that, that, that is a great move. Somebody that LSU fans were really bummed to, to see leave because, you know, this is somebody who came in was probably would have been a five-star when he signed, but he got hurt his senior year of high school and Lane pulls off this move knowing, okay, I, I I only had one scholarship quarterback. Jackson Dart was the only scholarship quarterback. I was going to need to get one. But then when he brings in Spencer Sanders, somebody that's been a four-year starter at Oklahoma State, a former New Year's Six Bowl MVP, you're kind of looking at it and go, oh, okay. And my entire vibe last year was that Lane didn't really like the player that Jackson Dart was. And it was way different than the player that Matt Corral was in year one. But I look at this situation, I'm like, I, I still think Spencer Sanders is going to end up winning the job even though all the buzz around Old Miss is that Jackson Dark has looked way improved in the spring. He only had one spring turnover. He had a really solid spring game showing, as did Spencer Sanders, albeit against some base defenses. And oh, by the way, so did Walker Howard. But they've got some options. Lane has set him up, himself up really, really well. And for a guy who kind of came into the offseason with one scholarship quarterback and a guy that I didn't really think that he liked very much, he all of a sudden has a much better outlook for this year and probably moving forward Walker Howard.
5: All right, real quick, we got about uh, about thirty seconds here, Connor. So going into the fall, who's your top three quarterbacks in the SEC right now?
6: You just like me to say this all the time. Can I just stop at one? KJ, yeah, keep
5: pumping him, baby.
6: (laughs) Okay, we'll just we'll we'll leave it. We'll leave it. KJ one, Devin Leary two, and then Jaden Daniels at. Three, and then probably Will Rogers at four. I gave you one extra. How about that?
5: There you go. Yeah, it's, I keep forgetting that Will Rogers is still playing. It seems like he's been a Mississippi State because I guess yeah, cause Arkansas played him in 2020. That was our first SEC win in forever. And Will Rogers was the quarterback, so, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how long he's been there. But, hey, it just goes to show you that year after year and time after time, the SEC continues to improve their quarterback position. There's no question about it. And, Connor, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the weekend, man. And football season will be here before we know it. Hopefully we see you in Nashville for SEC Media Days in July.
6: Love it. Appreciate it, guys. We'll talk
5: soon. All right, absolutely. Connor O'Gara of Saturday Down South joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Take a commercial break. Come back. We'll have your Razor Og update presented by True Service. And keep it moving here on a wide open Wednesday. Stay with us.
7: The Bet Saracen Sports Wager app? Download it today from the app stores or go to betsaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Jordan Walsh declared for the NBA draft this morning, but did maintain his college eligibility. Walsh averaged 7 points, 4 rebounds, and 1 steal on 43% from the field, 28% from 3, and 71% from the line in his freshman season. He had two standout performances in March Madness, defending. He's projected to go anywhere from late first to late second, depending on what service you look at. Last night, Arkansas baseball beat Central Arkansas 6-3. The Hogs improved to 30-7 and with the win. Freshman Christian Fouch got his first win of his career as he threw for two scoreless innings. Arkansas will be in Athens this weekend as they start their three-game series with Georgia tomorrow. And Arkansas softball also got a midweek win as they beat Texas A&M Commerce 8-1. They're 32-12 and on the season. They'll face 16th-ranked Kentucky and Lexington for a three-game series starting on Friday night. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
4: This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. If you got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewskies. Each Brewskies VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewskies. It's Whiskey Wednesdays at Brewski's and Poker Night. Two games nightly, first game at 7 p.m., cash prizes, and whiskey specials all day. Whiskey Wednesday and Poker Night, Wednesday at Brewski's. Or
0: Nissan of Russellville is here to help you adventure more. And that starts with giving you amazing deals like 0% APR for 36 months on the new 2023 Rogue and Altima. Whether you're enjoying all that the natural state has to offer or planning a cross country road trip, we've got something for you. Don't wait. Plan your next adventure and find your new ride today. Shop Or Nissan of Russellville and orautomall.com. WACSG Dealer for details.
8: Well, we finally made it. Warmer temperatures are upon us. You're going to want to get out and be on the lake or enjoy your favorite vacation spot, but you don't want to do it with achy joint pain. Hey, everybody, RJ Hawk here. If you've got that achy joint pain that I was just talking about, you need to go see my friends over at QC Kinetics today. They use the latest, most advanced regenerative treatments to end your pain, and they do it the natural way. Regenerative medicine harnesses your own body's healing agents to restore and repair damaged tissue, like in your knees, hips, shoulder, and even your back. This precision treatment is done in the office with no drugs and no downtime. Look, there's folks all over Central Arkansas that is using QC Kinetics. In fact, my own neighbor came to me the other day and said he tried out QC Kinetics and said it has changed his life. It's time to end that pain and get your life back. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. It's QC Kinetics. Greatness
2: doesn't happen overnight. It takes time,
6: focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades, and that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance.
9: See Shelter Agent Todd Matthews in Benton, Matt Steele in Bryant, or Gary Elmore in Lone Oak today. Why wrestle over high interest rates when you can get 0%? Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is laying all incentives on the table, including 0% on new Silverados, 1.9% on new Equinox, no payments for 90 days, and sales tax paid on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Call 501-982-2102, 1301-TPY-Drive in Jacksonville, take the Gregory Street exit. chevrolet.com Chevrolet, find new roads. All offers with approved credit.
0: There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at Hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin.
4: Boosenberger leads at first with one away, reached on an air. Here's the 3 2 on Wagner. Boosenberger taking off, hit high in the air, and struck well, deep to right center field. Dylan Cruz going back, leaps up at the wall, and it's out of here. A two run check. Jared Wagner depositing his 10th bomb in the air, 41st of the season for the Hawks, and they strike first and in a hurry.
0: On 1037 The Buzz.
4: tried to make it sunday
5: but i got so damn depressed that i set my sights on monday it's a wide open wednesday here on out of bounds folks and it is so beautiful outside it you could not ask for anything better as far as weather goes and it looks like it's going to be uh, a really nice rest of the week too a little chances of rain but listen when it comes to uh, the warm weather coming upon us Want to get you a new vehicle to be able to drive around and have those windows rolled down and just enjoy life. And Guadney Chevrolet can hook you up with that because not only do they have great inventory on all different types of Chevy vehicles, but they're also really doing a great thing by helping people bounce back from the recent storms that have come through the state of Arkansas, where for the entire month of April, Guadney Chevrolet is going to be paying the sales tax on all of their vehicles sold. Not just new, not just pre owned, every single vehicle that is sold on the lot at Guney Chevrolet, they are paying sales tax and in addition to that, any resident of Pulaski Cross or Lono County will receive an additional thousand dollar rebate on any new Chevrolet if they have active storm damage insurance claim on their current vehicle. You're not going to get a better deal than that folks. We know it's tax time. Don't worry about the sales tax with Guadney Chevrolet. Whether it's their Chevy Silverado, which also you can get 0% interest on the 2022s, or even their new Equinoxes, they have you covered. No matter what your needs are, check out Guadney Chevrolet with all their great inventory and sales tax paid on all of their vehicles for the month of April right there in the Gregory Street Exit in Jacksonville, 1301 TP White Drive. It's Guadney Chevrolet and com, We'll have your uh, Razor Hog update presented by True Service here in just a little bit, but uh, I did see something funny that uh, just came across uh, with with Major League Baseball. I guess the Dodgers and the Mets are playing right now, and Matt Scherzer got ejected for having some sort of substance on his uh, glove, as they said. Wow. Yeah, like, I, and, I, and I know that, you know, I we talk about ejections. I think ejections are always usually pretty funny. They, there's a certain humor no matter what it is, uh, as long as it's nothing too, like, serious or malicious. But especially when it comes to something like this, he, he's got it on his palm, and he's just screaming at the umps. He's like, it's rosin. It's rosin from the rosin bag. And they're like, yeah, "They ain't buying it. So uh, they ended up ejecting him. They said it was a sticky substance. I, so I don't know what it is or what, what's going on, but he was losing his mind, <laughs> and uh, he finally got ejected And for all that. So I, I've just always been curious about those things, of like, you know,
1: how do they know? How do they get tipped off about it? But
5: whatever well, it was, they didn't buy it.
1: Within, within the past couple of seasons, some they've made a, a point of reference and uh, made it a, a point to pay more attention to the pitchers and check them more often during the innings and uh, between innings to see if there is something going on. And sometimes it comes from the opposing team to say, we think there may be something going on. Can you go check the pitcher to see and make sure everything's good?
5: Oh, they definitely checked, and it wasn't very good, because they, they said it was, uh, I, and that's the thing, too, is I get when you're you're yelling that it's Rosin or, or whatever. It, I'm like, okay, I'm giving maybe too much credit to the umpires. But I'm like, these guys have been around a long time, okay, and, and they've dealt with a lot of pitchers, and they some of them maybe even played baseball before, but I feel like they wouldn't go up, and they probably know what Rosin would feel like on a, on a hand. You know, like you would think that they would know. So if they're both, and it wasn't just one umpire. It was like all of them going up there feeling his hand and all of them agreed nah you gotta go usually to me i'm like okay if all of them are in agreement and all of them know the game and all of them have probably dealt with stuff like this then there's probably something to it where he was using some sort of legal substance so but there's going to be
1: more that comes out from this Mm -hmm. i'm sure it is because he's going to be asked about it max scherzo will be asked about it in press conferences yeah Yeah. because is it is it uh, what's what's the guy's
5: the Mets manager? Buck Walter? No, it's not Buck Walter. Who is the guy's name? The Mets manager? Anyways, I just lost it, but he was out there trying because Max was losing his mind, and he goes out there as they strike, right, calming down, just talking to he him. Like, hey, just go, just go, we'll we'll handle it later. Just go, just go. But anyways, just a little funny moment there in the, <laughs> the Mets and Dodgers game. It is Buck Walter. It is Buck Walter. Okay, thank you. That's what I, that's what I thought it looked like, but. Uh, I said, "Sometimes I forget uh, that he's still there with the Mets." I thought it was hilarious, though. Again, I love ejections when they're when they're funny, not malicious, but when they're funny. Kind of like uh, uh, now I'm gonna really make myself look stupid because I just brought it up. But it was the in baseball too. The uh, I guess it was the Royals player that. They said that uh, well, he already went to the dugout, and they said something was on his bat, and they eject him. He comes flying out of the dugout. Looks like he's about to like just tackle. on my, George Brett. George Brett. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't think of his name. George Brett. Yeah. Like I, I think every time I watch this, car. car. Yes. That- yeah, yeah, I crack up laughing because it's just so funny. It's like, it's like, yeah, oh, you're out. I mean, he he looks like he's like ready to <laughs> fight somebody, and I'm like, man, it's it'll be okay. I I know it's probably oh, more he about was re- ready
1: to fight for sure. Yeah,
5: yeah. like I I don't know the way he looked and the way he ran, and then the, by the time he got there, I don't know how he didn't throw a punch or tackle somebody, and because and, give him credit for that, where he goes zero to sixty immediately, and then is able to you know, like compose himself enough to not, you know, have any sort of violence or anything, but. Yeah, Ejections happen in all sports, but to me, baseball ejections are usually the funniest ones. Fights, uh, you know, the guys that you charge the mound or throw you know, throw a ball at somebody that is
1: so obvious you're trying to aim at them. Stuff like that. Just Or even if they say something to the ump, where yeah. they're called out on strike, say something to the ump, and they get ejected from there. Yeah. Like that Tennessee baseball player last year in the in Super Regional, still die laughing, where he literally... No, he couldn't believe it. Yeah,
5: he drops an F-bomb at the ump when it calls a strike. He starts to walk towards the dog out, drops another F-bomb, the ump tosses him, and he looks back like, what? What did I do? It's like, he can't drop F-bombs at the umps or refs or anybody. <laughs> like, and that, that again, just humorous. Humorous stuff when it comes to baseball, and that was another good one today. Uh, before we get your Rage rog update, let's get to Ro. What's up, Ro?
3: Hey, I, you know, I was listening before I just ran into the uh, to the dispensary or whatnot, and I was listening to, uh, who was it? I think it was J.K. before you had the, uh, had your guest on. Mm-hmm. J.K. Garfield yeah. And I, I want to say this again because I see it's a couple guys that just don't get the check. Um, to all you old guys, it does not matter how much money those kids are getting to go play ball at the University of Arkansas. Even if that's not something you should need to even want to know. That's not something you should even want to know, man. Like it, it shouldn't even matter what they get on NIL. That's not between you or uh, anybody in your family. It's between their kids, their family, and, the, and and uh and whoever's giving out the NIL package. Well, no, no, I,
5: I agree, but I also I'm and I'm not trying to speak for JK but I think there's just people just curious more than anything, just be like how okay, when you hear our NIL's great, it's like okay, so how great? How's it compared to other other schools? It's kinda of the same thing when you see coaches' salaries or uh, you know, major league, baseball, salary, just anything, people are just fascinated by how does it compare and where does it line up with other schools? Now, if there are people that say, I want to know because I don't think they deserve that, that's that's dumb. But as far as There's just the interest Lumpaker there, too. yeah, those people, yeah, people want that. Yeah, that that's a dumb thing. But if it's just out of curiosity and interest and see where it compares, uh, I feel like it would be pretty interesting myself. Well, you
3: know, I, I, I think it's comparing pretty fine, you know what I'm saying, especially on the basketball side of things.
5: Certainly you know, seems that but,
8: way.
3: Yeah, football is a different story. You know, you got like a thousand people on the roster or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it always it always bugs me when I hear somebody, I'm just saying, old. I don't even know him. But anybody old that's questioning the NIL or how much a kid is getting and stuff like that is because it's all we've heard this whole time is people being and moaning and complaining about. NIL and these kids shouldn't be getting this and getting that and all this other stuff. It's, it's. I'm, I'm tired of hearing it, man. Let these folks get paid and get their money, man, and, and, and do what they need to do. And it's not affecting, it's not affecting you either way.
5: Yeah. We don't
3: well, own any part of their university. So.
5: Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you on that, row. Some and people think they do because oh, they're
1: contributing.
5: Yeah, which is yeah. a whole, a whole nother story. But no, I, Look, I I'm with you, row, and I also see because another thing too is I feel the same way about coaches' salaries. Like, if everyone's like, oh, well, why are you paying the coach that much? It ain't, it ain't My taxes didn't go up because of it, so what do I care? As long as he's winning, as long as you're getting exactly. the kids on the campus, I don't care what you're spending or what it is, I want results and I want wins, and whatever you're paying for those wins is always going to be worth it to me.
3: I was raised not the pocket wife. You ain't supposed to look at another man's pocket. That's just the way I was raised. But I guess everybody don't have them same values or whatever. But uh, but anyway, man, I'm I'm it was just I'm just a little disgruntled, you know what I'm saying about that, and I just felt like getting that off my chest. But hey, y'all have a great day, right. and uh, come on in and watch the Lakers tonight. We're going up two zero. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Appreciate it, Ro. Yeah, uh, well, uh, let's hope so for for your sake, man. You should at least you should go up two zero. Uh, all right, real quick, we're behind, but uh, let's go ahead and squeeze in a Razor Hog update presented by True Service.
9: Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas!
0: Arkansas wins the national championship. The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season. On. Oh, no. By this is your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds. Presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union. Where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans.
5: Online at trueservice.net. Alright, it's a free Razor Hog update. Fouch
2: for the Razorback baseball team last night. Had a big outing
5: and Dave Van Horn was pleased.
2: I-, I love his stuff. I think he throws a heavy fastball in the mid-90s. It seems like he can spot it out there. Um, I think he got a little tired there in the eighth. You know, he, he didn't throw a bunch of pitches the other day, but he still pitched in a very tough situation and, and did a great job. And you know, he threw. I think he only threw nine pitches in the seventh, and then he so he ended up throwing about twenty five in the in the eighth, and that was plenty. That was his last hitter. If he didn't get him out, he was out. And uh, so that that leaves him available for Friday, probably. You know, if we were left him in any more, maybe Saturday, and we need him.
5: Arkansas takes care of business against UCA last night, 6-3 in Walker Stadium. They'll be traveling on the road to Athens, Georgia, to take on a three-game series against the Bulldogs this weekend. Also, Jordan Walsh officially declared that he will be going to the NBA, but still retaining his college eligibility. That happened earlier this morning. And there you have it. There's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We will take our final commercial break. When we come back, we'll get the three and out. Some headlines, some storylines, some things we didn't get into. Close up shop and get you ready for Drive Time Sports. All coming up next.
7: Honey, what should we do today? Let's climb that Pinnacle Mountain. Sounds great.
1: I believe you turn here on Rodney Parham.
9: Arkansans know that not everything here sounds like it's spelled. For example, great customer service is pronounced Guadney. Buick GMC. And right now is the best time of the year to trade up in North Little Rock. New Sierras at just 0.9%. GMC Terrain at 1.9%. And how about no payments for three months? Plus, those with storm claims in Pulaski, Cross, or Lonoke Counties may qualify for an extra $1,000 rebate. See dealer for details.
1: Oh, that was fun. Now let's go visit El Dorado.
7: Is that in Saline County? Should I turn here on Cantrell?
1: Never mind. Let's just go visit Guatney Buick GMC.
9: 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with the group credit.
2: And
8: now the best man. Uh, I was going to plan this speech out while I got my oil change,
5: but I went to take five and it was a lot faster than I thought, so here it goes. Okay.
8: Tim, you were my first friend. Angela, you were my first. <laughs> yeah, I never thought the two of you would make it, but I guess love really is
9: blind. No, 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 I mean in a good way. At take five, your oil change is faster
4: than you think. Take five, the stay in your car 10 minute oil change.
9: Happy Hour
5: is back at Twin Peaks Monday through Friday from 2 to 7. Score sweet deals like dollar-off wine, liquor, cheap shots, and freezing cold 29-degree draft brews. Select apps available for $2, $4, and $6. Night Owls come back for awesome specials late night. So,
0: you're in the market for a new outboard motor. Look no further than Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Located right off the Levy exit, Arch is a full line of dependable Tohatsu motors ranging from 4 to 115 horsepower, all four-stroke motors. Come see us today at Arch Marine.
1: Care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint, offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care, so you can live your story.
8: R.J. Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this.
9: We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country.
8: And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable.
9: It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs.
8: If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to BankWithSouthern.com or call 501-424-0900.
4: Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard, just off 430.
9: Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan. Because all you really have is what you're doing now, and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 103.7 The Buzz. Jim of Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA SIPC.
0: Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The steak people.
4: Cane is
9: in the building. Their time is done. It's over.
4: Over? you say over?
0: says I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for 3 and Out. It's been three
5: hours, and we
0: are boom out of
5: here. All right, it is time for 3 and Out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, we were talking about Max Scherzer getting ejected uh, from uh, the Mets-Dodgers game earlier, but uh, the Dodgers also had a weird thing happen last night, where the, they hit a home run, a 109 mile an hour home run, mind you. Of course, anytime home runs are hit, the place goes crazy. Everybody wants to catch it. Well, for whatever reason, against the Mets last night, especially when it was in the sixth inning, tied at five, when the home run got hit, the lights went out in Dodger Stadium, like while it was in the air, and suddenly everyone's like just freaking out because they start diving out of the way. I don't really know what happened. It was a malfunction, but what a scary moment where you feel like the ball's coming to you and then the lights go out. Not exactly a situation you want to be in, but everybody was okay. Nobody was hurt, but uh, what a wild scene that was and just a horrible timing for your lights to go out in the stadium.
1: Major League Baseball is going to experiment with a designated pinch runner in the Atlantic League this season. So. What that is, is it'll be determined before the game that each club will list a player that's not in the starting lineup that can be a designated pinch runner, and even if they are inserted into the lineup to run the bases, they would be eligible to re-enter the lineup as well as the player that they substituted running for. So something that Major League Baseball, they they look at certain things they possibly want to change with a game, and they look at it in the minor leagues, and... This is the next thing they're looking at and thinking about implementing into Major League Baseball. Pitch clock seems to be working all
5: right, so I'm all for trying new things. Uh, we know spring games are still going on this weekend for college football, and you know who cares about what happens or about you know the scoring? Because Arkansas in their spring game there wasn't even score uh, being taken, or at least nothing you could see publicly. But I will say Oklahoma this weekend it has quite an interesting scoring system where they put it together where the red team and the white team will have different things that mean different points. Uh, it'll have a, a touchdown, of course, six, field goal three. A punt will be worth two points, which is the offense. Uh, an extra point will be worth one point, but then the defense, like a turnover is worth seven points. Like We see all these things, but that's not necessarily the point. The, the point is that if you get a turnover on downs, a missed field goal, or a turnover on offense, they say you get zero points. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Why would you ever put anything out there being worth zero points? Just say it's you just don't get any points for it. But like everything that they put out there specifically was worth points, i don't understand it i don't really get it but maybe they're just trying to do something
1: unique and crazy but it certainly doesn't make much sense to me the indianapolis colts and owner jim Ursay are doing a million dollar giveaway and this is based on if you can guess the colts schedule so that means all 17 games get it in order once it's announced what their their schedule is and if you get all of them correct you win a million dollars now It's not likely that somebody will be able to guess the entire schedule in order, all 17 games. So the person that gets the most will be rewarded four-season tickets throughout the season. Also, uh, in some other
5: sports news, too, it looks like Trey Lance, we know the 49ers quarterback and was a high draft pick, uh, according to Ian Rappaport, says uh, while no trade is imminent, the 49ers will almost certainly want to make sure Brock Purdy's rehab goes as smoothly as it has been going. And then on top of that, saying the interest from other teams in Trey Trey Lance has been there and could possibly end up being traded if the right move was made. So uh, talk about something that would be interesting, which, you know, the 49ers quarterback situation is very interesting. Trey Lance, who a lot of people had some hope with. Be interested to see what the value would be for him, but uh, could be moving on pretty quickly from the 49ers if somebody comes in with a really good pick option.
1: So with the upcoming NFL draft, a lot of talk about the quarterbacks, especially the ones that can go in the first round. Peyton Manning gave his review on Will Levis, and he says, I get it. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I spent some time with this kid. I think he's the real deal. I think this guy might have been genetically engineered to be an NFL quarterback. I can see what scouts like about him. Tough, durable, makes tight window throws. He can do it all. So McDonald's is changing their
5: burgers. Uh, if you can believe it. like you know, You're know, you talking about not the names of them, but actually the way that they're uh, approaching it, and that includes the Big Mac. Uh, it says that they're getting softer buns, meltier cheese, whatever that means, tastier onions, and Big Macs are getting more Big Mac sauce. Changes are rolling out on the West Coast first and nationwide by early next year. And I sit there and I'm like, okay, why does this need to be a thing? Why couldn't the buns have always been softer? And why can't you have meltier cheese? I get what that means. And tastier onions. Should have done this a long time ago, but... Why aren't you doing it universally? Who doesn't want those things when it comes to their Big Macs? So I, I, I don't really know what they're, uh, what they're doing or why they're trying to do it. But, hey, I think people will be excited about having more Big Mac sauce on the Big Macs.
1: With the Draymond Green suspension that we've talked quite a bit about, not going to be eligible for Game 3 against the Kings. So, Sabonis, he had his chest and his ribs x-rayed because of the stomp. Mm. Draymond also requested to get his ankle x-rayed and uh it's unclear as to what came out of those x-rays but draymond felt like and you heard him talk about his leg being grabbed and it happened over and over again between the two games he wanted to make sure that his ankle is good to go whenever he is able to return to the court hopefully both of them are okay somehow some way uh so netflix we know
5: netflix is one of the most if not the most popular video streaming service i will be honest I did not know that they still did DVDs by mail. You know, that's kind of where it first started, where you could get three movies or whatever to kind of go up against Blockbuster and then you get them sent to your house. But after 25 years, they're going to be phasing it out. And uh, it's apparently people are still getting them, but not for much longer. It'll happen on September 29th. They'll have to be re- returned by October 27th. But still, I, I just still didn't know this is a thing. And if you are out there and you are still and have still gotten DVDs via Netflix, I would love to know your story as to why. But, yeah, for those of you who are using it, tough break. It's going to be done with at the end of the year.
1: Jeremy Renner, he still owns the snow plow that the infamous accident happened with. And he said it's mainly because whenever there's so much snow in the area, he has to uh, make a way to his house and help the neighbors to get in and out. Well, he said his mom, on the other hand, she wants to have a bonfire and burn it. He says, my mom wants to light it on fire, have a big party, and uh, just have an amazing deal out of it. Something good to come out of something bad, he says, but I still love it. It's a necessity to be able to get in and out of the house. But his mom, every time she sees it, she wants to do away with it. So NASA says that a decommissioned satellite that weighs three,
5: 660 pounds is going to fall back to the Earth today. But don't worry, because NASA says there's only a 1 in 2,500 chance of it crushing someone, which they call their chances pretty low. Now, they said that'll happen today. 1 of 2,500 is too much for me, so be on the lookout out there, folks. And hopefully you, don't get, hopefully you don't leave this Earth because a satellite landed on you as it was decommissioned by
1: NASA. An influencer on social media She says that she was having a problem With her tongue Which she thought that this was holding her back From being a good kisser Mm. So she said that there was a blockage there And she had surgery To uh, clip a part of her tongue To make it more loose And make her a better kisser Overall and she says she feels like this has worked in her becoming a better kisser.
5: Well, we'll see if how her
1: dating life goes after that one.
5: Also, I didn't realize that uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are trying a crunchy version. Uh, they say it's limited edition, and uh, they're going to do it with creamy or crunchy type of thing, but I don't know. I feel like if you're going Reese's Cups, you just
1: want Reese's Cups. Why Has anybody said that they want them to crunchy? Maybe so, but they're going to try it out at least. Well, they, they've tried different options. with. Uh, they have potato chip ones. They have pretzels. Mm. And so, yeah, it's been proven that People just like Reese's cups, and every time, you know, anytime you can add and give them more variety, they like it. Guess so. But appreciate everybody
5: listening in to Out of Bounds today. Be sure to come on out to Stickies tonight for Rockin' Relief. Starting at 6 o'clock, go to 1037TheBuzz.com for tickets and as well as the silent auction. And we're out of here. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. We got Drive Time Sports coming up next.
6: How important is price when buying tires? Maybe for you, it's what drives you to choose your tire
9: store. How important is service? And what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family-owned? What if I told you that your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot can offer you the most competitive pricing with the caring service that you expect
6: from your neighbor? Right now, we have huge savings on our most popular sets of tires to keep you and your family safe on the road.